Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's just me and Ken today. We got a couple. I feel like everything we got to talk about today is like sports related for whatever reason. Because um, I'm thinking about the Shikari Richardson thing. I'm thinking about the the boxing match coming up between Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. And I feel like there's another sports related. Oh, the NBA. That mess going on with LeBron's agent and his um, advisor and oh, Rachel even- Nichols. Oh, I didn't even know. How did LeBron get involved in this? I so, I knew about Kendrick and all those other people. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get into that because there is some layered. Man, it's so layered. So, oh, by the way, real quick before you get that story, did you see what uh, Kendrick um, put up today? Like, happy no, birthday. I didn't see it today. He put up like "Happy birthday to my wife, my African American." Oh, oh, black- oh, he's being very performative today. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He was trying really hard to remind everybody that his wife was. <laughs> That's how bad it is. And, you know, it's sad, man. It's so sad. And, we, you know, we all talked about this in the text message, uh, in a group message. And I said that, you know, the biggest coons are really in the NBA because they're the ones that promote this whole player empowerment thing. And they make it they really do try to make it like the NBA is a quote unquote black league. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the NBA is more progressive than the NFL and the NFL. So one thing we know about the NFL is that the NFL players have no power. And we know that yeah. for a fact. And the reason why NFL players don't have any power is for the short and long of it. If I lined up all 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL and took their helmets off, could you name 10 of them? Really? No. I don't even know if I can if I just looked at their faces. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't it, it they don't have that they don't have enough power because nobody knows who they are. They're faceless. It's all about the logo and the brand. The NFL is all about the shield. The whole yeah. NFL logo shield, that's what it's about. They've had murderers and real murderers, Aaron Hernandez. They've had rapists. They've had all kinds of crazy shit. And they've gotten around it because it's all about the shield. Whereas the NBA is all about the players. And the players have been promoting this player empowerment, especially with the face of the... And I, and I don't want this to turn into people think I'm hating on LeBron. But it is what it is. When they've made him the face of the league and this player empowerment thing and I can't breathe and they was standing up and kneeling and all this other kind of stuff that they was doing. Remember the whole thing happened last year in the bubble when they were playing in the playoffs where the Milwaukee Bucks weren't going to play. And LeBron got mad and went and ran and got Barack Obama. And the results <laughs> was that they were going to do uh, polling centers at all the NBA stadiums. That was the re- that was the results. Now, that LeBron did that. So. This whole thing with that's been going on with the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor, and the young lady named Kayla Johnson, I believe her name is. The, the, Rachel Nichols was on the phone with LeBron's advisor, who's a white guy. And Rich Paul was on that phone call, which is LeBron's agent. Now, the question is this. Of all the things that Rachel Nichols was saying on the phone to these people about how she's tired of Black Lives Matter. She's tired of the Me Too movement. She feels like she shouldn't oh, have she was to. Saying, she was saying all that. Oh, All yeah. I knew about was the affirmative action thing. I didn't know. How, oh, yeah. how is she not fired? I mean, I, I thought it'd be obvious that she's white, but I well, mean, be, like, well, not, well, the obvious is that she's white and she works for ESPN. ESPN is racist as hell. I don't know why people don't 
catch on to this. ESPN is the same network that hired Rush Limbaugh to do Monday Night Football. Like, I feel like ESPN is racist, but I feel like even, like, the racist, when it gets too undeniable, like, they usually, like, have to get rid of the person that's one of those cost-of-doing-business type, type deals. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. So, so I thought the affirmative action thing was bad enough, but... Oh, no, she was talking about how she's, she's tired. Her and the guy was talking about how they're tired of... Uh, the phone call is on online. And now, mind you, this happened a year ago. This isn't new. This happened a year ago. It's just now getting out now. So the girl, Kayla Johnson, young lady, Kayla Johnson, is one that videotaped it with her phone and sent and sent it to Maria Taylor. That's how this story started gaining steam a year later. ESPN has known about this. They've known this. So what they did was to try to make it right, they took Rachel Nichols off the sideline, put another young lady. What ESPN has done is they've you've done tokenization to a T. They hire a lot of black people, but ain't none of them going to be in no leadership roles. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going to say in general, I have not been a fan of Rachel Nichols, but I think she's the kind of person that will get um, casuals and women to watch because I feel like she's especially guilty of reducing everything. And I don't say this because she's a woman. It's not like a sexist statement because there's, there's women who know their stuff and are more serious. And there's men who are like gossipy and, you know, yeah. with the, with the sports casting. So I'm not saying this because she's a woman, but in general, I feel like when I watch the show that she does, it's always like drama, you know, it's always like, uh, about like the drama and everything. And, and I don't know, she's just gotten on my nerves for like a, uh, a while. Like there's a lot of YouTube videos that cover all the ways that she's annoying, but I mean, I know she gets to vote like in like the all M- for the MVP, all that MVP. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah now you got, I think, I think where we get it twisted is, um, and this is sad because I grew up loving the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't about the players. I love the league back in the day. And I don't want to be one of those old back in my day type people because we there was fuckery going on back in the day. But I think what has happened is with the advent of social media, and yes, this is another instance where I'm going to blame social media and I'm going to blame us. With the advent of social media, what they've done is they found out that the NBA is probably bigger in the African American community than anywhere else. If we're talking about in the country, in this country, the NBA is a global league, but the majority of the, the traffic is done by black people. And what have they done? Everything is about gossip. So it's no different. I look at the NBA the same way I look at the Shade Room and all them other gossipy ass uh, columns that be on Instagram or Twitter or yep. whatever. It's the same thing. Why do they do that? Because they know that in our community, for whatever reason, we will attach to gossip. So what do you see on Twitter when it comes to the NBA? It's never about the games. It's nope. always about I hate Which this IG person. Model? I don't. Yeah, all Which that IG bullshit. model. This guy is yep. smashing and and look what, what the fans NBA are talking about. Pregnant. Yeah, the the fans are never talking about the games. They play NBA Two K video games and they have this thing called hashtag NBA Twitter. When you look at the hashtag NBA That's Twitter and you look at the shit, it's never about the games. All they it's, talk about is goat and every game debating, kind of arguing. Out, yeah, every game is like, so now is LeBron the GOAT? No, actually, this guy is the GOAT. And it's like, you would think it was tennis, like an individual game. Like, yeah. you would think there was no team involved. You would think you know, when Kevin was Durant, a one-on-one league. The Brooklyn Nets just played. They got beat by the Milwaukee Bucks when Kevin Durant was having great games. Because they lost the series, oh, there's no way he could be better than LeBron off one series. And the thing about yeah. it is, and I don't want to get sidetracked into stats and stuff like that. What I'm saying is, is that they've promoted the NBA to be... Real, real, like, uh, uh, like it's a black league. 
what we found out is with this situation is the NBA ain't nowhere near being black because what we've seen is these players, when it really boiled down to it for to do the right thing, we saw Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins. We saw all these different NBA players or former NBA players, even Steven Jackson, has just all of a sudden come out tap dancing. You know what I'm saying? He came out on, he came out and started blaming black people. Oh, you're always looking for a handout. Niggas always want a handout. Like, wait a minute, what the fuck? What does that have to do with anything? You know what I'm saying? Matt Barnes, oh, she's never done anything to me. It's, it's, it, it, we starting to see that when it really boils down to it, these dudes, like Kendrick Perkins said, man, I ain't about to lose my job for this. Wait a minute, motherfucker. You played in the NBA for what, 12 years? You ain't got no money? You relying on a job? That's where we at? Damn. Is it really about the job or is it really about you trying to save this white woman and save the status quo of white folks in control and black folks are just the workers? Because that's what it looks like. It's crazy to me that he even said that. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and people want to get mad because I'm going to bring up LeBron and I'm going to bring him up because that was LeBron's advisor she was on the phone with and his agent. Now, it's like this whole, it's like. Wait, wait. So she was on the phone with LeBron's advisor and his agent when she said all that racist stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so basically the white people that are on his team are saying, are having racist conversations with uh, this woman. Absolutely. So it makes Very you wonder, if you ask yourself this. Now, this is LeBron's advisor. Some white dude looks like Darkwing Duck. Okay. So when we see pictures of LeBron on an exercise bike reading Malcolm X, who do you think told him to do that? In the NBA mm. finals when he was reading the Malcolm X book, in the, and I'll never forget, I think it was <laughs> Maria Taylor, as a matter of fact, and she asked him, what's his favorite part of the book? He couldn't even answer the fucking question. Oh, I think it might have been Taylor Rooks. Was it Taylor Rooks? I think it was. I, I might be wrong. It was, but, but I know it was, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a black woman. I'm pretty, it was I, a fine-ass black like, woman. Taylor yeah, Rooks is fine, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. It was, a, it was a fine black woman. Yeah, yeah. And I, you yeah. know, I think you're right. It was Taylor Rooks. But when she asked him what was his favorite part of the book, he couldn't even answer it. But he's <laughs> now he's doing the interview, and I believe it was before a game or it might have been during the week. He's holding the book while he's being interviewed. It's like a prop. And and he could have at least opened it to the middle of the book, but he opened it like to like chapter one. <laughs> yeah, he was he was at the beginning of the book. I would have pretended like I was near the end or something. You know, it's funny after he had the Malcolm X book and all that stuff, and he immediately caved. Uh, he immediately caved uh, when it came time to actually push came to shove, and it was time to do labor negotiations. And I like to oh, yeah. imagine right that he was so clueless. He opened the book and he's like, man, I love Denzel, you know? And, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah. by the end, he's like, oh, shit, this nigga died? <laughs> Yo, this shit ain't fun. Like, like, right. oh, wait a minute. This activism thing is a serious business. Yeah, it's some work. I think, I what, I think what LeBron did was he saw Kaepernick and he seen the 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 type of uh, attention that, 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 that uh, the protests and stuff got Kaepernick. And he wanted to get on that wave. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I hate to say it like this, but LeBron isn't very intelligent at all. He has a lot of handlers. And this is what we're starting to see is that his advisors are the one that put him in these places to do the things they needed to do. Colin Kaepernick is not that type of guy. Colin Kaepernick is a guy that, that marches to the beat of his own drum. You might not like the song he's playing, but he's marching to that motherfucker. Okay? So at the end of the day, this is fraudulent. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're seeing um, with this whole story about uh, Maria Taylor and being treated the way she was being treated when you you have NBA players and probably the biggest face in the league totally in control of the media narrative. He knows what's going on with Maria Taylor and what's going on at ESPN. 
And I don't want to I don't want to put the tinfoil kufi on, but I can draw parallels to all the people. Some of these, uh, I guess you want to call them writers that work for ESPN. All of them are connected to LeBron from Brian Windhorst to um, Chris Broussard on uh, FS1. They're connected to LeBron because they all came from Cleveland. One way or another, they're all from Cleveland or a lot of the former players that are on ESPN and FS1 used to be his teammates. But there's Kendrick Perkins, Richard Jefferson. They're all used to be his teammates. So these these people have been put in place strategically. Now, what is the end game for this? I don't know. I don't know what the end game is because I believe that the story is going to come out of something where they're going to they ain't going to let him walk away from this game unscathed. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to a friend of mine. Or as a matter of fact, friend of the show, Jamila. Uh, from the 503305 podcast. And me and her was talking on the phone the other day and she lives in Miami and she said, it's well known that LeBron is suspectedly has been on HGH on PEDs. Mm. That's been, that's been a rumor in, down in Florida, South Florida for years. You know, I could believe it based on his hair because yeah. he doesn't just bald normal. He, 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 no, he's he doesn't. Balding, then he's not balding, then he's balding again. And HGH will do that to you. Not only will HGH do that, but any type of performance-enhancing drug will make your body react a certain kind of way. And you can Google this. LeBron had to have a growth removed from his mouth. I believe it was in 2008, 2009. I can't remember what year it was, but he had to have a growth removed from his mouth. And I read that article in the the Oregonian, the newspaper here in Portland. You know what I'm saying? So now what was that from? Nobody knows. But that kind of stuff don't just happen. Now, I don't want to draw parallels and say he is on PEDs. Now, do I personally believe he's on PEDs? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I believe he's on PEDs. But I, I also believe other NBA players on PEDs too. You know what I'm saying? Because one of the things that they didn't want to test for in the NBA was HGH. And the player president at the time is Chris Paul. At that time, Chris Paul was a player president. And one of the number one things they didn't want to vote on was HGH testing. Why? Well, it's obvious. HGH helps you recover faster. It slows down the aging process. All of those things, that's a benefit to use HGH if you're playing sports. Barry Bonds was on it. Mark McGuire, I don't think Mark McGuire was on it, but I know Barry Bonds was on was on HGH. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of fucked up shit going on when it comes to, to sports, but specifically in the NBA, I just, I, I looked at that and I was just like, damn, man, you know, as much as they, you know, they let their fans down all the time, but, as, but more than that, they let a community down because they had a community believing that they were so woke and they're not. Yeah, I mean, I disagree with you about the uh, NBA having the biggest coons, but I do think they have the most hypocritical coons because I feel like NFL NFL sellouts all the way out, but they don't pretend to be anything else. Like Herschel, they don't, they Walker, don't pretend. Yeah, yeah. Her- Herschel Walker doesn't do that fake woke stuff. He is no. like, hey, I'm a sellout. I raised myself a nice uh sell out son you know it's all yeah yeah and, yeah, yeah and we're gonna give all these speeches and i feel like they, when the nfl sells out they go all i, I feel like nfl is like it's like military coons like like i feel like nfl and the it's military, very NFL, it's very military it's very military like football is a sport is very military right and the only reason yeah, why yeah. i say that the nfl is big has bigger coons is because you know in the nfl they come and i'm not making an excuse for them but nfl players usually come from rural areas you know what I'm saying? College football yeah. players, the biggest college football players come from rural areas. They're not from L.A. They're from Downey. They're not from Jackson, Mississippi. They're from Tupelo, Mississippi. They're not from Miami. They're from Boca Raton or some shit like that. So it's more rural to where the NBA players do come from big cities. They do come from Detroit. They do come from Chicago. They do come from New York City and Atlanta and places like that. So the NBA players know better. Not only that, they also have been saying that they're in total control. Player empowerment. They can force their way out of contracts and, you know, bitch and moan when they want to get all the money. So when you've been saying you're this person, why are, why are we now seeing that 
this one white woman has literally shaken the whole league down. And she ain't even that damn good. She's not. And, and you know, one thing that really bugs me, right? I feel like a lot of times black men get like a bad rap for being, you know, sellouts or um, collaborating with white women to sell out black people. I mean, those divestors and those types of weird groups and those BMATs, which is short for like black men are trash. Like they love creating this um, narrative where it doesn't exist. So can you imagine now that uh, oh, it's like in man. one day, all of these people worked overtime to prove them right. You know, it's they like absolutely they, did. Yep. Yeah. Now we're really never going to hear the end of it. And you can't no. get mad at them for this one because this is one time they really showed their ass. I mean, they they hit the they drove the nail home on every checkpoint. You name yes. the checkpoint and these goddamn NBA players nailed it home every on every one of them. Even on doubling down, even on posting a video, uh, condemning and then erasing the video and flipping it around and hating on their own people. Stephen Jackson did that. Now, this oh, is a dude that was running around talking George Floyd and with a turban on. He's supposed to be a Muslim <laughs> and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? But I always have. And this is just my own bias. I've always believed uh, NBA players to be soft minded like that. You know what I'm saying? They've always I've always believed them to be soft as compared to, like I said, the M NFL is more military. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to have a... First of all, in order to play football, you got to be kind of fucked up any goddamn way. You know what I'm saying? You got to be kind of crazy to play football anyway. You're, you're in a car crash for three hours. You know what I'm saying? Towards NBA players, they have built the league to the point to where they don't even have to fucking play. They got this thing called load management where these yes. dudes will play one game. I've seen it this year. Kevin Durant will come in and score 42 a game and don't play for seven games because he got a bad hamstring. Come back seven games later, score 42 again, then sit down for another five games. If you're a consumer, if you're a person that want to take your family to see a game, for instance, I'm in Portland. So the Brooklyn Nets are only going to play the Blazers twice. They're going to play them here in Portland. They're going to play them in Brooklyn. So I buy tickets to the game and I'm like, oh, yeah, Kevin Durant, Kyrie going to be here. Then an hour before the game, I find out ain't none of them playing. Yeah. Yeah. Kawhi loves that. Lord Kawhi does too. it. LeBron does it. They all do it. You know what I'm saying? They don't. I don't believe, and this is a separate conversation, but I don't believe that they have love for the game like they used to because, like Marvin Hagler said, it's hard to get up in the morning and do road work at 5 a.m. when you've been sleeping in silk pajamas for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard to do that. You know what I'm didn't saying? They say that in, didn't they say that in Rocky Four as well? I don't know, but I know Marvin Hagler said that. I wouldn't I doubt it. Marvin Hagler said that years ago. Yeah, I know. I believe I believe he said it. I'm wondering if Rocky IV uh, stole it from him. I wouldn't doubt it, yeah. <laughs> you talking about the uh, Rocky Four, the one with Drago? Or no, that's not Rocky Four. That's Rocky Three, ain't it? No, wait, wait. No, Rocky Four is the one with Drago. When Apollo Drago. Creed gets killed. Oh no, no, no. Rocky Three is the one I'm thinking about with, with Mr. T where he gets soft. Yeah. Where he gets yeah, yeah, soft. Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah. And, and Mr. T has that hunger. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he starts uh talking crazy to him, him and his wife. Yeah. You want a real man? Yeah. Hey, good woman. <laughs> I forgot what a real man feels like. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, and, 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 and I'm saying all of this, you know, uh, we've been talking about this for a few days, but, you know, I feel bad. Um, I feel bad for these players' wives because they got to go home. Them, them dudes got to go home smelling like bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's... <laughs> going home smelling like bitch hold on you check know? out the link check out the link that i sent you because oh i've seen it yeah yeah he, he tweeted he tweeted today he was like uh let me kendrick perkins started the day off with let me start this day off by saying happy birthday to my beautiful african-american queen now no one talks like that normally like, <laughs> like, like what, what kind of way is that to talk he's showing a picture of her she's clearly black why do you have to right you right. know 
Thank you, Vanity Hearts 5, for being my ride or die for the last 22 years. You know, and I'm, I'm like, okay. Like, you know. It's, a, it's fake. I mean, you know, look, man, the, the, the best thing, I think um, it was either Vita or Jamila told me this. They was like, whatever happened to them just shutting the fuck up and not saying anything? Yeah. No, no that was that was me saying that. I was saying, was that like, why, yeah. yeah, I was saying, why can't, whatever happened to just not weighing in like i understand okay you don't want to jeopardize your job whatever i mean i still think it's kind of a bad move to be quiet but i could at least respect it more running out to get in front and i was talking to you and trying to figure out i asked you to follow up do you think it's the carrot or the stick do you think they said hey if you uh, um anybody want to volunteer to do this if you do it you know uh we're gonna remember this you're gonna get uh you know, when it's time for a contract renewal or, you know, like I wonder if they got them to do it by offering them some kind of uh, perk or a bribe kind of. Or if it was like, if you don't do this, you know, uh, it's not going to look good. You know, uh, we got a whole bunch of other niggas waiting to come in and take your spot. Or is it both? But I'm telling you, I would not be surprised if no one has to do it. Yeah, no, I, that's my whole thing. You always say it all the time. You say it all the time. Like a lot of these people will do stuff. White people don't even ask them to do it. They don't because it's the, it's, I'll call it the, the Negro fear. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. the, always the fear of what they think white people will do. And I believe it was D.O. Hewley. Was it D.O. Hewley or Chris Rock that said, it was D.O. Hewley. He said, the last place you want to exist is in the imagination of white people. So the reason why they go out running and doing this is because they've already imagined what they think white people are going to do to them if they don't do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though I've never heard or heard of, or I'm sure it's happened, but I've never heard a white person say, all right, now you got to go out there and make it smooth for her, you know? And and just the, the the way it looked, you got Rachel Nichols in the middle on TV, surrounded by these big-ass black dudes, and they all out there with their cape waving in the wind. That's a fucking shame. Mm. You know and, what I'm saying? And you know, his wife also tweeted <laughs> in support. I mean, I guess it's good she's supporting her husband, but she's like, black women dragging another black man because he didn't say what you wanted him to say is very smart. Way to switch the narrative, people. Great job. So you're saying that you're worried about, you know, coming home smelling like bitch, but I mean, his wife seems to be in the same right. place. Yeah, I stand corrected. Yeah. So. <laughs> She's probably the fragrance on for him and went and sent him to work. Yeah, she was probably like, good job, you know. This is a goddamn shame. She doesn't want to lose her lifestyle, I guess. Exactly. Well, that's probably part of it, too. I I don't want to, I don't know his wife, so I don't want to put that on her, but I wouldn't doubt it because these dudes have a, they have uh, appearances to keep up and they they have a lifestyle to keep up. You know what I'm saying? And that's why, that's one of the things I admired about the older NBA players that they didn't give a fuck. You know, one thing I will say about Michael Jordan, you know, Michael Jordan, I tell people all the time, I think Michael Jordan's a piece of shit. Like, that's not, that's not uh, anything new. You know what I'm saying? But why wouldn't he be? He just plays basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But one thing about Jordan is he never got involved in these conversations because he, never he didn't know anything it. about it. Yeah. yeah. He, he said, if I don't know anything about it, I ain't getting involved in that. You know what I'm saying? And then when Kendrick Perkins then turns into a gender thing, when he says, and plus, this is women arguing. I ain't got no business being in that. What? What? Well, if you got no business being in it, then don't say anything. That's why I don't understand. Like, yeah, like you're still exactly. weighing in just to defend her. Like, how are you gonna defend her, but then also say, I got no business being in it? Like, you know, yeah. like yo, you were just in it. You can't, you know, shut up. And this is and just to recap, we're talking about Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols, ESPN, and a, a couple other players involved, uh, where they Rachel Nichols, who was a reporter for ESPN, was on the phone, caught on the phone on a hot mic, might as well say basically saying that she's tired of Black Lives Matter. She's tired of the Me Too movement, and she doesn't feel like she should be a diversity. Um, she don't feel like she should be used as a diversity chip to give someone Black a position. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
Yeah, it was crazy. I'm surprised, and you, I, said, I'm surprised you said the Me Too thing because I've yeah. seen her like, go in on that feminist stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised at the Black Lives Matter thing, but I am surprised. It gets, it gets clicks. It gets clicks. You know what I'm saying? I really do believe that a lot of these people outside of social media don't give a damn about that stuff, but it gets clicks. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, don't, I don't believe these people. She was the one that said that uh, she was mad at the NBA didn't uh, give a tribute to Ruth Bader Ginsburg or something, right? But to give a, a, a tribute to who? Uh, I feel like I remember Rachel Nichols saying that uh, the NBA should have done a Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, oh, I don't know. I tribute. wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> and then people. Oh yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, so she did. <laughs> so, so in September, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, died, she called out the NBA for not uh, giving her. A tribute and she uh she, she tweeted why wasn't ruth bader ginsburg honored by um the nba this weekend um let me see the tweet is still up for what that's that's the fun. i guess you know they think that every white liberal helped black people i don't know why yeah, but they think that yeah. they, this is stuff like that all the time like like i remember there was a some white guy that was saying oh i'm he was telling me this once. He was like, oh, I'm tired of uh, how homophobic, uh, you know, black people are, especially when gay people have done so much. And I was like, what? Like, what, what? have I done? <laughs> like, what are you talking? But he just said it. And I said, like, what? He goes, um, you know, they've always, like, marched for them and all this. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, where have all these, like, white gay people come out? Like, if anything, with Stonewall and all these different things, it's usually, like, the black gay people who have been fighting yeah. For the white gay rights, absolutely. Like, like, yeah. like, what are you like? What are you talking about? Like, yeah, you know, black gay folks are the ones that's going to die, and you guys are going to live on and enjoy the benefits. Yeah, it, it, exactly. They made a Stonewall movie and made all the participants white. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? Did you hear about that? They made a Stonewall no. biopic and they made all the people Stonewall white. Wow! And everybody got mad at. Yeah, so I was like, wait, what are you even like talking about? But I know they do it all the time. They 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 act like feminists were on the front line. Mar- marching for black people like like the thing black people owe every, every white person who's a democrat or a liberal like uh they're right so so she goes why wasn't ruth bader ginsburg honored by the nba this weekend in a league that absolutely holds equality as a core value the icons of that equality can't only include those who help the men we see on tv but those who paved the way for the women who worked alongside them and everyone got in on went in on her ass like ruth bader ginsburg basically uh called colin kaepernick stupid and his cause yeah, stupid did. like yeah. why would any black man feel any type of, uh, but they think black people Damn. are like everyone else's mules. So I never yeah, liked this. Yeah. That's funny because this is the same NBA that they said that uh, they, they gave the uh, the league a um, dress code because they said the players were dressed in prison garb. Uh, that's the NBA. So get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Well-paid slaves. That's all it is. Yeah. Open air plantation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least the NFL players know it's a damn plantation. Shit, man. <laughs> that combine is straight up. Fuck, man. Straight up. Con- <laughs> man, and they don't give a damn what your race is. You're going to get... That's yeah. a meat market. That's yep. a straight meat market. You know, it's fucking ridiculous. So, I don't know. Um, I guess that's that on that. You know what I'm saying? But, um, and I noticed how, if everybody knows, Kenny is not on Twitter anymore. Not coming back to Twitter. But um, I noticed I went over to Twitter to see if people were even bringing LeBron up in typical in, in typical fashion. Oh, why are they gonna bring LeBron into this? Why are they? Why? What's he got to do with this? And I'm like, damn, man. You know, it's that whole psychological operation that if you say the same thing ten times, people start believing it. Man, you know what I'm saying? Twitter. That's Twitter in general. Like people just lie for no no reason, lying and playing dumb. Those are the two yeah. most popular activities on Twitter. Is just playing dumb. Playing dumb, probably more than lying. 
he, he, here's something. Here's something. This is neither here nor there, but this is something that I saw happen again on Twitter, and I just hate this thing. Why can't anybody understand how hit dogs holler works? Well, oh, they don't even know what that means. They don't like. I think the fans of our show are pretty smart, so they don't need this explanation. But I'll give the explanation anyway, theoretically. You know, in case we have a listener out there who, for some reason, is uh, doesn't get it. But on on Twitter, like th- those social justice type people, you know, they love saying stuff, and then they say uh, when someone gets mad, they go uh, hit dogs harder. But hit dogs harder is if I say something like. Um, if I say, uh, man, you know, there's a lot of dudes out there who, um, you know, their ass is thinking, you know what I mean? And then you show up, Kenny, and you're like, what'd you say about my ass? You know, right. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a hit yeah. dog hollering. But right, if right. I was saying, yo, Kenny has bad hygiene. Yes, Kenny. Specifically talking about Kenny. And then you respond, yo, I don't appreciate what you said. That's not a hit dog hollering. Like I, no, it's not. I called you. Yeah, so, so somebody today was like, you know, black men are always doing this and they're doing that. And then like a, like a lot of black men are like, you know, what the hell are you talking about? And she was like, oh, hit dogs holler. I guess I'm right. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You can't. They believe that hit dogs being hit dogs hollering is based on irony. I'm not even sure what they think. I, I mean, can you unpack that? Like, what do you so think? basically, when they when they make up some broad statement, and then someone that just happens to be black shows up. Oh, ironically, a black person showed up. So that must you must think it's, you must want to argue about this. So that means I'm right. Yeah. See, that makes if a sense. white dude showed up and said that, they wouldn't have said shit. Yeah. See, that makes sense if it's a general statement, like you said. But right. these people are saying, yeah, black men are doing this. That they're not even saying some black men. It's like you know, black men are doing this. And All that. black men are doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and then when black men respond, they're like, "Oh, uh, hit dogs holler." I was like, "Wait, they're supposed to respond because that's who you name. That's who you're talking about." Yeah, it doesn't even make any. Uh, it doesn't prove anything, you know. And if and if and if nobody would have said anything, see, look, they're not even responding. That does not say you know it's true. <laughs> Like, God damn, man. Like, you just want to be right, dude. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, these are sick people. We And we've talked about how sick these people are at nauseum plenty of time. Everybody knows how I feel about people on Twitter and how much they fucking lie about everything. <laughs> <laughs> they lie about everything, man. They lie first thing in the morning. Dude, I, haven't, I can't believe how much people lie that early in the morning. Are they just lying about stuff that doesn't even need to be lied about? Like, yeah. like, like what are you even trying they lie about their experiences. They lie about your experiences. They lie about everything. They'll tell you. They'll tell you your experience isn't real. Like you. Like you know. They do this whole hit dogs holler bullshit, and you'd be like, "Wait a minute, that's never happened to me." Oh, yes, it has. Because well, well, what year were you born in? Oh, it was happening back then, so you must have done it. Wait a minute. What? Oh, I can think of a specific example. Remember when they were talking about everybody getting shot for starter jackets? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that- yeah, yeah. <laughs> They were saying that everybody in the 80s and 90s uh, was getting shot for starter jackets, and they were all begging Joe Biden for the crime bill. Yes, I remember that. And that all black people love the crime bill. Yes. So then, like, you know, uh, some of us were responding. We're like, no, we lived in the 80s and 90s, and yeah, you can get robbed for, like, you know, starter jackets, but it wasn't like that. Yeah, that did happen, but it wasn't the way you were describing it, where it was like Fury Road, like you know, where everybody's like hiding indoors. Yeah, yes. yeah. people <laughs> hiding indoors. It was the purge. <laughs> Somebody's knocking on your door. Wait, you have a fucking starter jacket in there, right? <laughs> You got 10 seconds to leave the starter jacket. Open the and door. That conversation was so hilarious because majority of people saying it weren't even old enough to be born in that in that time and not and and maybe they were born at that time but they weren't old enough to knowingly know what was going on yeah you know a lot saying? of them like 
crazy young. And then they were yeah. like, were you there? Because, you know, people know. And I'm like, how old are you? And they're like, yeah, you know, don't worry about that. <laughs> it's like, okay. The fact that you fucking said that is all I need to yeah. uh, know. And, and then, like, you know, when, when we point out, like, no, like, we lived through that. Like, we, we yeah. remember it, you know? And it's like, you just hate black women. You know, because they're trying to say that like, we just wanted like, to take that. What did that Kamala have to do Harris. with anything? Right. <laughs> uh, the reason why somebody told me I just hate black women was because they're saying I was trying to sabotage uh, Kamala Harris. So as soon as I said, like, you know, actually, I am old enough to remember it. it you know, it, it, instead of just saying, oh, maybe I'm wrong or even smoke bombing, they got to say something. So they're like, oh, yeah. so, you, so you just hate black women. It's like, wait, huh? How does that, what does it have to do with whether I was there or not? And you know like, what's funny is that yeah. all of those people are going to pretend that they never said any of that stuff. That's how oh. much they lie. They're going to pretend oh, yeah. that, that those conversations never happened. And I was there. I saw those conversations. And it was black men and black women, yep. young people, basically willing to say anything to convince you that the crime bill doesn't matter. And that's why you should vote for Kamala Harris. Now, mind you, that most of all these Negroes probably got two or three uncles and an auntie in prison right now, still from 1995. You know what I'm saying? And that was the crazy. And that's when I knew Well, that ain't, that ain't the only time I knew. But that's one of the like the straw that broke the camel's back when I knew that there was no hope for people that engage in these uh, in quote unquote black Twitter. You know what I'm saying? There is no hope for these people. They're sick. You know what I'm saying? They're a bunch of sick fucks. But, you know, um, yeah, that's just sad, man. Just thinking about that depressed me for a minute. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't Jeez. blame you when you were talking about it I just so remembered that exact uh example like a whole day yeah just people swearing that the crime bill was the best thing for the black community like these black yeah. people and I was like god damn look, what are the democrats doing for you that even when you po- I remember you posted an article from the New York Times basically debunking everything that they were saying and they still were just acting like it didn't exist like the article I, didn't exist I put up two articles one was from the actual year of the crime bill you know so even at the time they were reporting all the members of the congressional black caucus who were against it you know but one of the reasons why so many people had to do it was because they told them if you don't agree to this one you've been holding this up enough we're going to introduce an even worse one you know and they also bundled bundled it with things that people needed for their communities yeah so like that's political that's what they do all the time yeah and so the article was from the, the um i think it's night is it the 91 95 what what 96 what 96 96 it was nine it was 94 94 yeah yeah so whatever year the crime bill happened that's when the new york times article was but there was also a new article talking about is it true that you know black people wanted so i was like in case you think the new one is just revisionist history there's also this other article you know and they're like who wrote the article was it a white man I think I hate about that stuff is it doesn't matter because if I said actually this guy is not only black who wrote it but it's a black woman who's like you know uh black face black like you know she's just that black like oh yeah she's Grace Jones black yeah they'll still find something that disqualifies her like, yeah you know? yeah yeah they'll say that she was friends with Bill Cosby or something <laughs> <laughs> they'll dig up a picture of her standing there just her and Bill Cosby in the same room because he was at a panel and she just happened to be there <laughs> and the oh see she was with Bill Cosby see you can't she can't be trusted no, they're doing that with Felicia Rashad right now. Oh, yeah. Yo, something else with the lying, too, right, is, uh, and people just don't get this, right? Like, all these people are lying and saying that Bill Cosby admitted to uh, raping women, you know, in a, in a testimony, in uh, yeah. that position. And I was like, look, Bill Cosby can be guilty. Yeah. He cannot be guilty. I'm not saying he's guilty or innocent. There's enough 
damning circumstantial evidence and, you know, whatever, uh, and testimony and accusations and old jokes, like Paul Mooney uh, made some kind of joke on, like, like they're finding all these things where people are kind of saying, like, oh, Bill Cosby slips people Mickey's or whatever. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, they've been making jokes about that for years in they've comedy. They've jokes like that for years. Like, why do you have to lie? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. why make that up? So then I, I was, there was this guy, right? Uh, this person was like, yeah, Bill Cosby admitted to, you know, raping women deposition. And I was like, no, he didn't. Like, why would he be dumb enough on a deposition where he's being sued for like right. rape to be like, yeah, I love raping. Like, you know, like it doesn't even <laughs> sound right if you just, if you just think about it, it makes no sense. It doesn't even make sense. Right. So then uh, the guy was like, uh, well, he said it. And I was like, no, he admitted uh, procuring uh, drugs for women but his story was that he um his story was that he was getting it consensually, you know, so that they can like party. You know, some people like do ecstasy together before oh, they yeah, have yeah, sex yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Like these same people, it, they do that. These same people, yeah, these same people do that do that themselves, right? And I was like, uh, so I was like, that's what he actually said. Like he did not say that he raped raped the women, right? And then right. uh, they're like, oh yeah, he did. And then the guy was like, this is what happened, right? Bill Cosby. He said, so, I was, so this other woman goes, yeah, if he gave her drugs, that means that he had to have raped her because what woman would consensually take quaaludes? So then I sent them an article and I was saying, okay, quaaludes used to be a party drug. They yeah. it used to be considered an aphrodisiac and people would take quaaludes on purpose all the time. They were called disco biscuits. Anyone yeah. listening, you can Google disco biscuits, right? Yeah. So I was like, actually, like a lot of people take... Um, you know, quaaludes re- recreationally in the 70s and 80s. So she's like, so you're saying that uh, uh, rape is okay? I was like, uh. Had nothing to do with the conversation you just had. <laughs> yeah, nothing to do with the conversation, but it gets, it gets better. The other guy comes back and he's like, okay, so he admitted uh, giving her quaaludes, but then they asked him, hey, so did you rape the girl? And he was like, uh, no comment. And I was like, okay, that is not true. I pulled up the transcript and what happens is uh, they asked him if he gave quaaludes. Right. He said, yes, he did. Uh, he got them like, you know, consensually, but it was for the purpose of partying and, you mm-hmm. know, aphrodisiac. And then they asked him if he, uh, you know, raped a girl. And then the his lawyer said, you know, don't answer that question, you know, because, you know, the question, I guess, is considered like against the right of self-incrimination. Like, you know, you're not right, supposed right. to ask that. So there was six pages of the lawyer telling Bill Cosby not to say it. It wasn't. But this guy was trying to make it sound like bill cosby said it uh because he didn't want to admit because he wouldn't answer it yeah yeah which makes no sense because why wouldn't he just lie like 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 he believed he's he's deviant enough to rape people but lying under oath is just a bridge too far beneath him he just can't do that yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so i pointed that out right and he goes um yeah well you know what it doesn't matter he still didn't um he still didn't answer the question and and um i'm like wait so you want him to actively hire a lawyer you want, you want to hire a lawyer then actively tell the lawyer fuck you i'm not gonna listen to you <laughs> i've just gotta <laughs> ask this question you, like you just just take my fifty thousand dollars that i gave you and just fuck it who cares yeah yeah i'm just gonna do like you know whatever whatever i want and i'm just gonna answer these questions that you object to right and but also if he did answer it and he said no i didn't rape the girls would you have believed it? You would not believe this. What is it? What you is it? Believe matter? It anyway, what difference does it make? Here's here's the kicker, Ken. 
I showed him later later in the transcript because this is the funny thing. These people don't fucking read. They no, get they everything off of Twitter yes. and then articles that other blue checks write. And he, these new black blue check journalists are a joke anyway. They're just bloggers. They're not real journalists. They're not real they're journalists. Blog, they're, blog, they're glorified bloggers. Yeah, we do better research than them. We've like people watch our live streams and stuff and say, like, did you guys make a lot of that stuff up? And they'll look it up and they're like, why did we not see any of what you talked about in the news? I'm like, because these people, they're just writing long enough to get a screenplay job. Absolutely. You know, yeah, they have no interest in like being serious about anything, right? So I jumped ahead to the transcript and I showed him eventually the judge told Cosby, okay, overruled, you have to answer the question. So then Cosby said, Okay, no, I didn't rape those girls. So think about the layers of lies there <laughs> that yeah, had yeah, to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, uh, but he he just assumed that I didn't read it. Right, I didn't know what I was talking because about. he didn't read it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He just hoped I would take his word for it because a lot of people don't expect someone to just lie that blatantly. Right, right. You and know? that's the problem with a lot of these people on yeah. social media, mainly Twitter, is that, like you said, they don't read anything. The only things that they will read is approved by the blue checks that they follow, which is usually from The Root or Madame Noir or whatever. That's going to give it's going to they're not going to give you a um, it's not going to be an op ed piece that's going to lead you to believe and think for yourself. It's going to be you need to listen to these talking points. And this is the truth, no matter what. And anything that goes against this, we have some words for those people. So the people that, um, you know. Um, don't list, don't believe what I wrote in this article. They're misogynists. They're, um, you know, they hate women. They, you know, they blame victims for rape, all that kind of shit. Like this is the easiest era to fool people. Yep. And I don't understand how these people are grown. These are grownups. Now, mind you, these are not 12 and 13 year olds. These are grownups. These are 35, 40 year old people. You know what I'm saying? They still don't read. You they, know? They, they don't read. They just think they're emotional. They think like, you know, they're entitled. Oh, everything to be is based to. on emotions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're entitled to be listened to. Yeah, you know. And if you don't just automatically defer to them and agree, and you treat them like adults and ask for proof and a, a logical argument, they'll say that's violence. You know. And and yeah. and, and even now, like some people are gonna be listening to this and gonna be saying, "Oh, they're um Cosby defenders, and they're they uh, think Cosby didn't rape the girls." But that's not what we're talking about. Because I think even people listening are gonna do the same thing. Like to give an example, last year I was talking about this, and I said. This Cosby case is really problematic, and it's not because whether he's guilty or not. What I was complaining about is because everybody is so sure that he's guilty, and there's a good chance that, you know, he could be guilty, right? Because everyone's so sure about it. Uh, right. They're excusing all types of abuses of the prosecutorial system. Like, right. they're doing funny business with the statute of limitations and doing all this stuff uh to circumvent the statute of limitations they're trying to retroactively change the statute of limitations on past crimes just to get him right yeah. and then sealed depositions they're trying to get that were done under the agreement that nothing in it can be used to uh, prosecute him they decide to unseal them um uh, just to get in just before statute of limitations is out and to create like enough reasonable circumstantial doubt. evidence of reasonable doubt yeah reasonable yeah, doubt yeah yeah and i mean or not to create reasonable doubt to create the impression of being beyond reasonable doubt is how i should say right. and what i was saying is this case is a badly done case and what's yes. gonna happen is uh it's just a horrible precedent right because right now everybody's happy about it because it's someone that they've all decided is guilty and they need to get off the street 
they're going to start using this. It's like 9-11. Like, whenever there's, like, some kind of uh, crisis or something that people want bad enough, you know, uh, they use that crisis or that uh, public outcry to create all these civil liberty uh, infractions. And then once the crisis is over, not as They'll start using it on the citizens. Yeah, they use it on the citizens. They did, and they did that, too. They did yep. that with the Patriot Act. Patriot and what, Act. I, what, and what, what, what black people don't really understand is your black ass is the one that they're going to be railroading and be able to do these things. So while they, because you got to remember who we're talking about, the type of people that we're talking about, we're talking about, and I hate to say it like this, it sounds funny, but we're talking about the fucking devil. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about some devilish people that will, that knows that the public opinion, a public opinion is hinging and working against Bill Cosby. So they're saying, well, if we do these things, ain't nobody going to say shit. Ain't nobody going to come to Bill Cosby's defense. Now, part of that is Bill Cosby's fault. Yep. And the reason why part of that's Bill Cosby falls is because he turned his back on the black community 30 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Probably longer than that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He is he has worked against the black community for years. So that's where he got fucked up. And it's also his fault for just uh playing with drugs and white women like that. That's well, just yeah, crazy. exactly. That too. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. That too. Like, what are you doing? Because like, one thing you one thing you can't do in the black community is you can't talk shit about black folks and then thumb your nose up at us and now you you land up with white women doing drugs and all kinds of shit and then when your your ass get thrown in a fire you want to run back to black people we don't work like that nope, nope you out there by yourself and that's why the system was able to do what they did to him same thing happened to oj you know what i'm saying now i've never heard oj say anything bad about black people he was just a fucking idiot but the things that bill cosby was saying man this stuff is documented man the pound cake speech and all the boule shit he was, he's been a part of. Like, you can't trust people like him. So for him to get into this conundrum all of a sudden at his old-ass age, when he should have been at home with his wife, Camille, you know what I'm saying? This is where he got it twisted. Now, the problem with it is this. Even though we didn't come back to his rescue and they was able to railroad his dumbass, they're going to use them same tactics. Yep, yep. It's almost like how they use rap music against certain rappers and put them in prison for 30 years. Yeah, and it's and it's like they're gonna end up using it against someone you do like, like exactly. one of your favorite activists or whatever, look, or against you yourself. Look, man, there was a story. Oh yeah, well yeah, that too. I remember there was a story. This was probably about four or five years ago about Brian McKnight. Everybody loves Brian McKnight. Uh, Brian McKnight lives next door to some white chick that used to be a porno star, and he was out of town, but his sons were home, and the the lady was drunk, went over to his house, and they put her in a room, and she went to sleep. She came back later and said that they raped her. His sons raped her. Now, luckily for them, everything was on camera. You know what I'm saying? Good for them. But they could have used that information and all of that, regardless of what her occupation used to be or whatever, and could have locked all them people up, sued Brian McKnight for everything. And with these Bill Cosby rules, they would have been able to do it because they would have found some transgression that happened. Well, you know, there was a story about Brian McKnight where he, uh, you know, I think he might have touched Halle Berry the wrong way. Let's subpoena Halle. You know, we're talking about the devil. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about weird, fucked up people. So there are they are going to use these rules to violate somebody else that's black. And like you said, somebody that you like. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? It might be LeBron James. We don't know. You know? And, and, you know, the funny thing about that, right? Like, I brought that up and then people were like, oh, man, you're being a whole tab. This is your brain. on. <laughs> this is your brain on. Somebody said it's because because to them, because a black guy is saying it, the only way I could possibly be saying it is because I'm listening to like Hidden Colors and Dr. Umar Johnson. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. thought you're I was not, saying You're not that, thinking for yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. There's no way that I could disagree with them and have a brain behind it or that maybe I just know more than they do. That can't be. Like black people are only smart to like certain white people where they agree with them. 
you know? Yes. As soon as black people disagree with them, then it's like, okay. Oh, they hate you. They hate you now. Yeah, and, and you're being stupid. Like, you know, because yeah. there's no way you could disagree with me, but it's because you actually know more. I do. And they were saying that I was claiming that Bill Cosby was innocent, which is not what I was saying. I, w- I was saying that it's... Uh, um, so I, I was saying two things. I, was like, I said, first, this is... Um, a really bad precedent and we should be horrified at this precedent like changing statute of limitations uh unsealing uh like like da's having the green light to just reverse deals that they give reverse immunity at will yeah. you know after like coaxing you to do it putting like transcripts and trying to do them out of context because you know they're trying to sell like this idea because it's a thousand page deposition so yeah. a lot of people aren't going to read a thousand page deposition like i'm I'm just sick. I just will research anything, you know, uh, especially because I used to fall for shit like that. I used to think, oh, nobody would lie that blatantly. And I used to think people right, would face value. Right. And, then, and then like later on, I would realize the person just like lied. And to me, I'm like, because I think people are like me. I wouldn't feel good winning an argument with a lie. Like, right. I wouldn't feel good about it. I'd be like, okay, I didn't really, you know, it, it's like winning a game, a one-on-one game by cheating. Like, you know, certain mm-hmm. some people will like that. But some people who want, you know, to be dedicated to excellence. Some people have no scruples. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, you know, they yeah. don't care. Yeah, you know? they don't. They don't care. So I used to fall for stuff like that. So I always double check. I take into account that, uh, and you were the first people that always thought everybody was lying. And I came around to your. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was saying that like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, you were always calling things lies, and I used to give the benefit of the doubt, and I've come to realize you're right. So that was the first thing I was like, "This is horrible precedent." You know, it's, it's, it's whatever. It's really dangerous, and people should not be cheerleading this type of prosecutorial abuse, even if the person's guilty. Right? That's the first thing. The second thing is what I thought was dangerous was like, "This is going to lead to the case." If you have a judge who has enough of a conscience to realize how horrible, because some judges, believe it or not, don't want to sign their sign off on no. that. Mm-hmm. Some judges are reading to civil liberties. I was yeah. like, if you let weak things like this go through, somebody's going to overturn it. Uh, that's that's the other thing. So so you might not even get the result you want. You might um, denigrate yourself for nothing. And now you've lost the second bite of the apple because uh, you can't try somebody a second time for the same for the same thing. So everybody was calling me a whole tap. Everybody was calling me saying I was a Bill Cosby apologist, that I was saying he was innocent. You know, I wasn't saying any of that stuff. And then lo and behold, exactly what I, exactly what I predicted happened. And a higher court judge pointed out all those things I was pointing out last year that I said was uh, prosecutorial abuse. And then he um, overturned it. And the prosec- And the judge even said, hey, I think this guy's guilty, but I can't sign off on this type of prosecutorial exactly abuse and these people you would think they would learn and be like you know what maybe we need to grow up and smarten up because being this way lying uh playing dumb um shouting down anybody who gives any perspective that can help you because what i was saying would help them you know if if they made better cases you know instead of learning anything we're just gonna double down and lie more and and they started adding new liars. They were saying that the judge was bribed by Cosby or was uh, <laughs> thought he was innocent. And the judge clearly said in the in the thing, "I think this guy's guilty." But another I article they didn't read. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't they didn't even read the opinion or the article on on why he was let go. They just said this is how black patriarchy works and it's money and you know no one wants to believe he's guilty. And then you look at the actual articles in the opinion the guy's like no i think this guy's guilty i think bill cosby's guilty i hate that i have to do this but illegal is illegal you know you know the thing about you know what where um these people these are the most narcissistic moronic people online um but what they don't understand is that the 
that whole mob mentality has been used against black people for 300 years. Yep. I mean, black people, black men and women and children have been lynched based on a rumor. The whole, that's the whole story of Emmett Till. And they keep falling for it over and over again. Yeah, over and over again. That's the story of Emmett Till. The story, that's the story of the Tulsa, Oklahoma bombing. And to make it clear, because there's always bad faith people, no, we are not saying Bill Cosby's Emmett Till. No, that's not, (laughs) and look, but but you know what, I'm going to say this though, but if that's what you want to believe, I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, that's what you want to hear. Exactly. We're not going to tell you what you want to hear. That's not what the Champagne Sharks is about. We're not going to tell you what you want to hear. Like me and Mario was talking last night. I'm not going to lean all the way left. I'm not going to lean all the way right. I'm going to lean all the way Kenny. Okay? So if, you, if you're not feeling it, then you ain't got to feel it. But I'm not, a, I'm not about to, you know, start, you know, soft-shoeing and step and fetch it for your political views and your own personal whatever. But like I was saying, that's the story of the Tulsa, Oklahoma bombing. The story of Tulsa, Oklahoma is a man, a black man tripped over. Back in those days, the elevator floor, when the elevator would go down, sometimes it wouldn't go all the way down. Black man tripped over the floor, bumped into a white woman. She screams. Now we got the Tulsa, Oklahoma bombing. bombing. That's the story of Emmett Till. Emmett Till never whistled at, a, at that white woman. It never happened. But he got murdered, and it became the, the trial of the 19... What, was, what year was that? 1950? It, it, it was the 50s, 54? but I forget. 55? I forget. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, very, it's very interesting because now they've um, rediscovered or reinstated that as the real uh, start of the civil rights movement. But uh, revisionist history, you know, a lot of the revisionists, like white people and stuff, they had retroactively made Rosa Parks the beginning of... Oh, well, uh, that, and that makes absolutely no sense because they don't know the story of Rosa Parks, how she was a pawn placed there because there was another girl yeah. before Rosa Parks, but they didn't want to use her because she had a child Claudette, at a young age. Claudette Colvin, I believe yeah, it was. Claudette yeah, Claudette Colvin, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so even if you want to say that uh, the bus boycott was the, the start, yeah, the bus, she yeah, wasn't no. even the first in that, but I think... No. I think white people kind of wanted people to forget Emmett Till. There's been a real resurgence in absolutely. remembering... Uh, Emmett Till and putting him back, you know, in his place as the real start of the civil rights movement. And Emmett Till was definitely the start of the civil rights movement. And there was other things that happened after that that kept on drawing the momentum, whether it's the the uh, the church bombing, whether it, because one thing people got to understand, because they don't read. If you understand, you got to remember, too, they always made Rosa Parks to be some old lady. She was an old lady on the bus knitting, knitting a, a blanket. Rosa Parks was not old. She wasn't, I don't even think yeah. Rosa Parks was 40 at that time when that happened. She was not old. And she was placed there. It's like the Plessy Ferguson. Homer Plessy was placed there. Yeah. It was done by the NAACP on purpose because Homer Plessy looked white. I think he could I, pass. I think the Rosa Parks thing was uh, staged by, was it Snick that, that did that one? Snick. Yeah. This, this was all put... No, 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 no. It wasn't Snick. No, it wasn't. Was it a different... Well, I forget the group, but there was... There I was forgot a, who it was. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember. But it wasn't as organic uh, a moment as I first thought. I, I learned the past couple of years. No, uh-uh, no. I learned that um, she worked... That was NAACP, again. Oh, yeah. Oh, it says here she was an NAACP activist. Yeah, she worked for the NAACP. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking it up now. So she was an NAACP activist. Yeah, because for the longest time, I thought she... Uh, well, they made it kind of seem like she was just a regular citizen that was kind of called to the cause because of the bus thing. But then I found out later she was actually already active in the movement. And, and, and at the time, staged. Rosa Parks was... She was 43. She was 43 years old, which is not old by any means. But, it, but they made her look... Now, you look at the picture of Rosa Parks. In 1955, she looks like she, 
you know, she looked like she's trying to look old. She got glasses on and things like that. But the way that they make it seem like when we was growing up in school, like she was this old grandma. You know what I'm saying? And and they just abused this old lady and made her move to the back of the bus. Well, they never told us in school that it was planned. You know what I'm saying? But that's the white liberal version of the civil rights movement, like you said. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they don't want to they don't want the uh, Emmett Till uh, situation be a big deal because that, you know, that is um, an atrocity. Like it, it's it's beyond murder. That's a child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a child. But that but that mob mentality of, oh, they're innocent. Let them go. That's the same thing people are doing today with Bill Cosby. Do I think Bill Cosby doing some weird shit? Duh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody knows that. But the way that people approached it was wrong because they were leaning with their politics. They were leading with their so-called identity. They was leading with whatever Twitter politics they got, which is usually warped up and fucked up anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's what people lead with. It's no different than what white people was doing back in the 1940s and 50s, leading with their racism. And they end up wasting like their best chance to get them. Absolutely. Like it didn't you know even. Saying? It didn't even exactly. work. It didn't, it even, didn't work. even work. It and, didn't and even work. And they can't. And they can't learn from it. Like they're just lying more and bigger and just acting like petulant children like you know you would think they'd be like okay um you're right what went wrong so we don't do it again but no it's like we're not only repeating the same lies and ignoring the same facts got us to where we are now where he's like you know um his convictions overturned we're making bigger lies now it's like like, okay and but but i'm gonna tell you something that is why white people elevate these type of black people yes to be activists and yep. mouthpieces yep. and social justice influencers because first they can use them as shields. Like yep. the fact that they're so soft-headed, not rig- <laughs> not rigorous in how they approach things and act like overgrown children throwing tantrums for everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because they just want you as um, a shield to do what they want to do anyway. Like, you know, they use them to point them against black people or to waste a lot of time Wait, yeah, Protest. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, waste yeah. a lot of time protesting. Like, like for example, those people who were serious about protesting on the ground in Ferguson, if they were allowed to remain the face of the movement, um, they would have probably asked for a lot of serious things, you know, as they got their act together and everything. But by making D-Ray and those Black Lives Matter people the face of the movement, they're like, okay, we know what these people are going to do. They're not going to do anything political. They're not going to fight for a recall. Like, there's a recall election thing on the books in Ferguson. But if you put, like, these D-Ray types in there, all they're going to do is tweet and yell for a bunch yep. of months until the And all we got to do is make sure they get a job. We don't have to do anything for Ferguson, do anything for that community. We'll take D-Ray. We'll make sure he get, what was he, the superintendent at Baltimore or some shit like that? The school uh, district in Baltimore? Yeah, he got some kind of, some kind of deal. I mean, I mean, he, had a, uh, he got a job in a city that had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got a, he had a good uh, administrative job even before then, which made it weird that he just quit it, a six-figure job to go protest, but it was because it was a come up to like other stuff. Like these people know like they can use you to point at people and they can say, okay, this is not uh, racially motivated. We got these black these black people who, you know, uh, are saying the things we want them to say, but they also know that because you're so feckless and whatever, you're useful. Uh, like they're going to do the stuff behind the scenes. They just want black faces to be mm-hmm. the face of the yelling. You know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. But they also know if and when these people ever get mad and turn on them, that they're a joke. 
Like, yep. they don't know yep. how to actually research, how to do anything logically or whatever. So this same lack of rigor that they have in everything they do, if they try to turn back on, like, their handlers or their sponsors, um, they know these people don't don't read, double-check things, no. uh, do whatever. That's why, like, that's why, like when... Um, that girl Netta, who's hanging out with the Ray, that you don't hear from anymore. When she got that job at Amnesty International, Amnesty, yeah, and they did her wrong, and she got mad at them. She couldn't do anything. All she knew how to do was just yell and do threads online, and yep, you know whatever. Yep. And they're like, yeah, you know, fuck you, it's fine, you know. And yeah, what are, what are you gonna do about it? Yeah, if if there was someone who actually was savvy and knew the law and knew all this stuff, they wouldn't have elevated her because they'd know, okay, if we get her bad side if she turns against us this sharp black person is gonna pull out statutes is gonna have a paper trail but mm-hmm. they're like okay this person who just wants attention and to be heard and to feel emotionally validated and a lot of woke people i heard somebody say this and it's so true a lot of these woke black people like they fake hate white people mm-hmm. because they really just want a hug it's like when you're absolutely it's like that kid yeah. who Acts like they hate their parents, but the minute the parent will give them a hug, you know, they break down. That's really what they wanted, you know, and that's the kind of people that they want to elevate that just want a hug from white people. But absolutely fake angry and fake radical, you know, these same people. And I guess we can transition the same people. That's that's what's going on with the Shikari Richardson thing. These are same people. Yeah, I'm saying they've made it about themselves. They've made what her transgression or what she did wrong. They made it about themselves. This was their way to elevate. And she ain't even asking them to do this. She's she's just an athlete. But they've elevated her to this social justice warrior all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wait, she just smoked weed. She popped dirty. She can't run the Olympics. Now this is about some person said that this is about communities of color and being uh, people in prison for marijuana. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck does this have to do with anything? And it's a good argument, just not for this particular Not for that. Yeah, exactly. Right. They just, and these people repeat the same things over and over again. This is another attempt for them to try to get a job. They take anyone's plight or death and use that as a resume. This is how they're going to write their resume with 150 tweets and threads about how fucked up their situation is as compared to all these other things that's gone on with black people. And most of them are not going to have anything to do with the original situation. So now we're talking about medical marijuana or not medical marijuana but marijuana laws and uh, black people in prison for weed all because this girl came to oregon where it's legal and smoked some weed knowing damn well she had to train for the olympics and pop dirty where's the accountability now she's been accountable but there's so many people that don't want her to be accountable they don't want her to say you know what i fucked up let me try this again they want her to say that's not i didn't mess up i didn't smoke that blunt you know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, I don't understand how the brain, how someone's brain can lead you to believe that what she did has anything to do with what you guys are talking about. But that's Twitter. That's Twitter where you can take anyone's situation and make it about you. You know what I'm saying? It's scary shit because eventually there's going to come a point in time where everybody's going to have to be accountable. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I get it. You know, I told somebody like this. I said, is the marijuana law stupid? Yeah, it's dumb. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But I read up on it. And the reason why she got suspended it had nothing to do um, because I've heard people say that marijuana could be used as a masking agent, you know, sent for PEDs. But there's that's still that's kind of like blurry. Like there ain't really too much evidence on that. But it's called the spirit. They call it the um the spirit of the rule is what they call it was the spirit of the rule. And what basically what they were saying was they suspended her because when you were an Olympian, you're an, a role model, whether you want to be a role model or not, you're a role model. 
You know what I'm saying? So anyone that's going to do anything that's going to make the Olympics look bad or, or make the position that you've been put in or allowed to be in look bad, you ain't going to be there. So for her smoking weed, what was the kid named Ryan Locke or whatever his name is that jumped on those people in Brazil? Yeah. During the Olympics a few years ago. Like those people, he's got he got kicked out. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing for her. Now, she could try again in 2024. She's still young. But in the spirit of the rule, that's why she's not going to be there. And this is the thing. You ain't got to like it. But you chose to to try to get into their games. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if, if that's the case, then start your own game. You know what I'm saying? Even though that's crazy because people say that all the time. But yeah. if you're going to be involved in the Olympics, then you know that they're not going to accept these things, whether you like rules or not. You can't use idealism with this. But you I, know the rules exist. I also think, too, that like I think it's messed up and everything. But by learning what the actual grounds are and doing your research, if you want to try to go for a loophole or do whatever, you're actually better arm to now because if you know it's about the role model thing or whatever then maybe you could find cases where um someone was able to appeal the role model thing or maybe you can mm-hmm. make a case that uh i don't know how likely it is to work but you could say that uh with all the legalization of weed and all the things that have come out for weed as a treatment for um anxiety and glaucoma and arthritis and inflammation that it is no longer um a morally bad thing in society and it's outdated. Like, I'm not saying any of this stuff will work. But this is the problem. This yeah. is something Mario said to me earlier today. That works in America, but this ain't the American games. Yeah. This is the Olympics. This is the global game. So what marijuana might be, have a bad rap and it's not as bad as it used to be in America. But we're the size of a thimble to the rest of the world and the way they view things. So the best thing to do is just don't have any of it. No, can't have no PEDs. You're not gonna have no weed. You ain't gonna have no. You ain't gonna have none of that. Now, that being said, the I've heard stories about Olympians in the Olympic Village getting shit faced drunk. You know what I'm saying? One of my favorite athletes, Lolo Jones, yeah, <laughs> whooped some girl's ass in the Olympic Village at the Winter Games back in 2017, I think it was. But what I'm saying is, like, you know, that sounds good when you're talking about local stuff. You know, yeah, weed is legal here in Oregon. People come here, smoke weed all the time, go home and lose their jobs all the damn time. And I'm not saying that's why she did it. Maybe she did smoke because her mom died. I don't know. I do know that there's a coincidence of her being in Oregon and it's legal. Yeah, I mean, it might not work. Probably is very likely not to work. But I'm saying it's at least more targeted and on point than these people who come on and just do these long Twitter threads that are really about them. You know, it's like... It's about them. This is why dark-skinned black women get treated, you know... Has nothing to do with nothing. Okay, that's not going to reverse anything. Nobody's going to be like, hey, black, dark-skinned women who are gay get treated bad. Oh, Not oh, internationally. That's a local argument. Yeah, yeah, but also, it's not even a relevant argument. Like, like, like you can't overturn on those grounds. You can't say, no. well, hey, you know, somebody reminded us that uh, black, dark-skinned women who are gay are treated bad. So we're going to reverse this. You can, you know how many <laughs> athletes would get so mad? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can't, it's not going to happen. Like, you know, like... Well, and not only that, not only that, there's a whole lot of dark-skinned black women that's in the Olympics right now. Yeah. Okay? And they did everything the right way and they're going to Tokyo. Okay? So you can't shit on them because now you're shitting on them because and this is what bothers me and I tell people this all the time, I'm a former athlete. This is what bothers me about this whole thing is that it disrespects the other women that have worked their ass off this is there's a young lady that i follow on instagram name is queen clay she's 31 years old she's been trying to um get to the olympics for a long time you know what i'm saying she finally i think i'm not sure if she made it but i know her and there's another young lady named sydney mclaughlin like these women work hard 
And because of this situation, you guys pretty much just said, fuck them. It's all about her. And what that has happened is, and this is how I call this the twerkification of social media. <laughs> the most of the people that do all this talking, all they wanted to do was twerk, celebrate. The same thing like when Kamala Harris became VP and they won the presidency. They thought they were really going to go to the White House and swag surf and stroll with their Greek fraternities and sororities and twerk. It wasn't happening. Yeah, those were the so Obama the same days. Thing with, yeah, and these same people, that's how they do this. That Their idea of her going to the Olympics was, <laughs> I made a joke about it. Like These people don't care about any type of accountability. Instead of doing a relay with a baton, they were just going to pass a blunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, they really don't care about the integrity of sports. And me as a former athlete, and I, and I told Mario this, I've been around athletes that have done PEDs. Trust me. I've, I know dudes that have done PEDs, Okay. I'm not saying that Shakari Richardson was on PEDs. I don't think she's on PEDs. I think she just smoked some weed. But the rules are there for a reason. The spirit of the game, the spirit of the whatever they call it with the and with um the drug testing and all that kind of stuff. She was suspended for 30 days and they ultimately gave, made the decision that, you know what? All of this buzz and all of this news, this ain't good for the game. So we don't want you here, period. Why? Because I mean, this is a global thing. I will say this. This isn't, you know. I don't begrudge anybody who wants to try to appeal whatever you know whether it's likely to work or not like i'm on the fence about her i'm on the fence about her taking accountability that's the part that i feel because i i feel like from a character perspective sure that's actually the better thing to do and i can respect the character yeah. like i own it but then the other part of me thinks like um most people, they will say whatever. They will be like, "Hey, you know, I took this, and you know, I was down. We, I was downwind of, you know, uh, a car that was passing by, and the the fumes aggressively entered my nostrils. <laughs> like, like they will say some things that make no sense. I remember there was some recent Olympic lady, some white lady who, um, I forgot who she is, but she got like clocked for PEDs, and she said like it came from some food she ate that. Oh, a burrito. She said it was a burrito. Yeah, the burrito. You know, like, like. Yeah. Just, so yeah, I mean, part of me, I don't know. Like, I feel like part of me respects that she did that, but I always feel like black people try too hard to show people, hey, you know, I'm a model, you know, black person. Whereas I feel like most white people would have just said whatever they had to say to uh, and get you know, it over with. Yeah. Yeah, and try. The only and thing, the, and the only thing I had a problem. Like, she apologized and moved on. She didn't have to say anything, honestly. Yeah, she, she didn't, didn't have, have to say to. anything. Yeah. And one of the things that I didn't like that she said was all addressing her quote unquote haters. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you talking about? You're your biggest hater. You did this to yourself. You don't have any haters. We didn't know who you were three weeks ago. So now I know that you got Twitter brain because you be on social media. You love the adulation. You love the pats on the back. But then when you go, when you do something bad, oh, my haters. You don't have any haters. You hate it on yourself by sparking that blunt. I'm, a, You know, I live in Oregon. I'm going to find out where she got the weed from. I'm going to find out what dispensary she got it from, okay? <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of champagne shark research. But you hate it on yourself. This isn't about haters. Take your L, take your black ass home, and don't make these same mistakes again because you might not get... Because this is my whole thing about the Olympics, and this is why the Olympics is so great. And we've seen videos of guys that literally get cheated. I mean, we saw Floyd Mayweather get cheated. We saw Roy Jones get cheated in the gold medal game. You know what I'm saying? The gold medal match in boxing, 1996. You know what I'm saying? So... For Roy, it was 1992. But so we've seen people legit get cheated. So don't cheat yourself and then turn around and say, you know what? I'm sorry, but to my haters out there, get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm not tripping because she's 21. So I get it. You know what I'm saying? She's got Twitter brain, just like the rest of these people on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? So I get it. But at the end of the day, I think she'll be all right. 
It's just the people that are trying to latch on to her and get some clout from her are the people that I worry about because what I'm hoping is she's a true athlete and she sticks to the to the script and does what she got to do and she's going to be successful. Whether she wins or not, it's not. The, this is what people don't understand about the Olympics. It's not about winning. It's about getting there because it's so hard to get there. Now, if you're a motherfucker that win when you get there, you you are another level. Do you remember? I know you remember this, T. You remember back in the 92 Olympics, the whole Dan and Dave thing? Um, Can you remind me of this? So the Dan and Dave campaign was by Reebok. And it was the two athletes. Um, oh Dan and yeah, Dave. yeah. And, and you, you, had to choose, you had to choose like which one, like like if you're for Dan or Dave. Was that how the promotion yeah. went? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it now. Dan and yeah, Dan and Dave were two athletes. Um, I don't remember where they, they were decathletes. So Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson. The the campaign was to get them to the Olympics. They got there. The thing about it was they sucked. They didn't win. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But they got there to Barcelona. You know what I'm saying? But they did not win. But that was a whole ad campaign by marketed by marketed by Nike and Reebok. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the hard thing is getting there. You know what I'm saying? If you happen to have the luck to pace to place and then actually win, like Usain Bolt's won a gold medal how many times? You know, to actually win, that's a whole nother level. So for her to even get there is an accomplishment. You know what I'm saying? Because so many athletes, you know, I have this, um, and I don't want to rant about this, but I have a student that I used to work with and she uh, goes to a local college here. She runs track. And I used to tell her, I'm like, man, how come you don't go to LSU or Texas? And she broke it down to me. She was like, dude, you know how hard it is? She said, if I ran a hundred meters dash in 10, 10, seven, right. But all 50 other kids ran it at 10, three and 10, four. That puts me all the way down at the college I'm going to now. And I'm like four tenths of a fucking second. She's like, yeah. So it's hard to get to that level. So for her to put in this much work and then to blow it doing this, that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? That's a really big deal because it's so hard for people to get to the Olympic Games and qualify. So just a, just a, a, an idea of, you know, and these kids are fast. You know, I mean, this kid that I was working with, she's fast, but she wasn't even good enough to get the scholarships to go to those bigger universities because of four tenths of a second. You know what I mean? They don't have time to wait for you to get better at those schools and then try to get to the Olympics and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It doesn't work like that, you know? I feel like one thing that I have not really seen discussed is if she didn't cop to it, if she didn't um, just take responsibility for it, what options are actually available? Like, what do do the Olympic people have the discretion discretion to do, even if even in a sh- in a shady way? You know what I mean? Like, because I feel like that's one thing that doesn't seem to be getting discussed. Everyone's keeps talking about how like unfair it is, but uh, with with law and with um, and with court cases, if a law leads to an unfair outcome, right, but it's mm-hmm. being applied correctly, but it just leads to an unfair outcome, you can't just, well, you're not supposed to, but, you know, some people might try to do it, but you're not supposed to just be like, well, because this person technically broke the law and whatever, but because it's, um, I think the law shouldn't apply to people like him, I'm going to... Um, just not not follow through on the rule breaking what kind of has to happen is what's supposed to happen is um that you get the bad result but now it's up to the legislature to change the law for the next time mm-hmm. like you know like uh, you're not so you can't like retroactively we're well, not supposed to just retroactively unilaterally decide um courts i think increasingly do it more and more would actually start making law which is where a lot of like the fighting uh, comes from but but in theory the bad result is supposed to stand and in the future now you changed you changed the law you know uh, i don't know if the same thing goes for the 
Olympic committees and stuff like that, if that's how it goes, like the only thing you can do going forward is try to change the law so that weed is no longer on it as far as a banned substance. Or mm-hmm. if is there an actual discretion that they get to do, which I just feel like hasn't been discussed. I just heard people doing tweet threads and think pieces about the history of weed, the history of... And it, that has nothing to do with the Olympics. Yeah, the history of black people in sports being unfair. Exactly. Whatever. It's right. like, okay, I know you want to use this as a platform to be a social justice influencer, but none of this uh, raising awareness of history and all this stuff. How are you going to apply this for it to work in the Olympics on a global on a global scale? Yeah, yeah. And, and to work in, in Shikari Richardson's uh, case in they, the next couple of weeks. Like you know, well they well they can't because they because they weren't prepared for that because one they don't read two they don't even watch the damn Olympics they don't even understand drug testing how that works in any type of sports anyway all they know is this is a way for me to start tweeting and figure out a way to get some attention so I can tell you guys some shit I already told you three threads ago here's a good here's a good example right of something um when Dan Rather when Dan Rather accused Bush of like draft dodging and. Pre- um, mm-hmm, issued this mm-hmm. letter there was a blogger guy ironically this but this blogger is now a liberal and as this about being a right wing by the time he was a right wing blogger i think it was called little green footballs was his site and he took it upon himself to look at the letter that dan rather produced and then like cross-reference it against typewriters yeah. available at the time and available fonts and he was able to independently and again this is a perfect example of you know the media wanted something to be true they hated bush so the actual like fact check they made it true and news people didn't even bother to, to do this level of fact checking because it, it was gift wrap for them they wanted it to be true so yeah. bad and so this blogger he didn't just go and do a bunch of think pieces or at the time twitter wasn't around you know but if it was around like tweets about the history of how bad Republicans get treated or unfair things, or here's a tweet tweet thread about um, this issue and raising awareness. Like he actually said, what's a tangible thing I can do? So like one of these people should take it upon themselves to raise awareness of if there is any like avenues open to Shikari. First off, I feel like if there was avenues available, Shikari Richardson would have, she would have used them. She would have used them or found someone or Raise awareness of how to get the Olympics to change the rule next time. But instead, everyone just wants to get on a soapbox and make it in a thinly veiled way about them. And the funny thing was, before this happened, these people weren't in the middle of turning on her anyway. No. Uh, she was in the process of being canceled because even though she's gay, she said bad things about Lil Nas X and his performance. Yeah. yeah. So they were going to cancel her as, uh, strangely enough, homophobic, even though she's actually gay. They were going to, right. and they were pulling up old tweets about her disliking Lil Nas X or not liking his performance and because he was doing too much. See, now, you see how these people think? So you can't expect them to do actual real work. Yeah. Because this is all about persona. They only like Shikari Richardson because of the persona, what she represents, but, but, an image. But not even always that, because when she was speaking out against something that they liked and identified with, you know, which is Lil Nas X, they suddenly turned on her. But when she well, but, became yeah, a victim... No, yeah, that's right. Suddenly, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, so it's not even that's a true. consistent liking of her persona. It's like, they only like her persona in as much as it affirms them in a given moment. Well, well, this is the thing. They started liking her more than it was hating her because of what she said for the simple fact that because she was the hot, the new hot thing, she became the number one trending thing. Yeah. So you'll definitely change your mind to get attention. We're talking about 
people that need instant gratification. So they immediately forgot all about that and jumped on that wave because that was a way for them to get more attention. Lil Nas X will be around. She ain't going to be around because after the Olympics, we won't hear from her for four years. For the last four years, have you heard about Usain Bolt? Only like not only like random stuff on Twitter. Like that's about it. That's it. About him cheating on his wife and all that kind of shit. But when it comes to athletics, you don't hear about anything that he has going on. Because ain't nothing going on. <laughs> yep. Nobody watches the Pan Am games, okay? They only watch the Olympics every four years. So it's going to be the same thing for her. After the Olympics is over, she's going to disappear unless they start putting her on TV. There's, but they don't even put Simone Biles on TV. They didn't put Dominique Dawes on TV because it's hard to market Olympians when the Olympics aren't going on. And actually, because they're training, they were still working. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's kind of hard. So they were going to jump on that wave and then jump off when it's all over with. And if they could use her as some type of LGBTQ uh, spokesman or some type of some way that they can milk her, any some kind of way that they could do that they would have. But when she did that, it was kind of like, OK, well, we're going to try to ride that wave as far as getting these tweets off about how much how much the Olympics hate black people. Never mind that black people are in it, but we're going to use that. And we're going to expose ourselves to being people that don't know anything about the sport because there's so many black people that are in, in it right now. And there's a lot you of tweet threads about white supremacy and global white supremacy and all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah. it's maybe true, maybe not be, but this is not helping her right now. It doesn't help her at all. It does not help her at all. And good thing for her, she hasn't jumped on that way because it would not help her. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two be good